Hey, this is Dale Beaumont, the founder and CEO of Business Blueprint. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoussis. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through the stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and today I have a guest with me. His name is Dale Beaumont. He's an award-winning technology entrepreneur, international speaker, and the author of 19, that's right, 19 best-selling books. Dale started his first business at 19 years of age and has been building companies ever since. One of those companies is now a multi-million dollar enterprise, which has enabled Dale to become an investor, philanthropist, and to step foot in 85 countries. Dale has been featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, Business Insider, Gizmodo, and GQ, just to name a few. With a passion to give back, Dale's goal is to help more than 1 million entrepreneurs around the world with Bizversity a revolutionary product which gives you direct access to the world's best business training anywhere, anytime. Best described as the Netflix for business. Listeners, I've already experienced it and it's fantastic. So Bizversity gives you exclusive access to thousands of videos which has been produced by leading business experts from around the globe. Dale, I just want to give you a big welcome to our show today. Thanks so much, Dennis. Looking forward to, uh, to chatting. Awesome. So I've given a little bit of a background about you, but is there anything else you want to share around your background? Anything else that uh, would be really quite relevant for our listeners? Uh, sure. Yeah. So um, quick snapshot of me. I grew up in Sydney, Australia. My mum and dad were small business owners and so very hardworking people. And uh, they taught me a lot of great, you know, sort of like lessons from a very young age. But as a kid, I had a lot of energy. And so I, um, I got put into this, um, sport and the sport that I did was gymnastics, which was very, very intense, a lot of training. Um, wow. By the age of nine, I think it was 36 hours a week, I was in the gym on top of going to school. Wow. So I learned about discipline, I learned about hard work, I learned about delayed gratification. But the most important thing that I learned was the value of having a coach. That obviously makes total sense you know, as an athlete. And so I kept this going in other areas of my life. When I finished my sporting career at the age of 18, 19 and finished school as well, I then started to go out there and look for coaches. And so uh, anyone that was, uh, was running an event or workshop or seminar or written a book about success or goals and how to win at life, uh, I would yeah, go along to these kind of workshops. So I did courses with people like Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins, Zig Ziglar, Brandon Bays. Yeah, this whole bunch of different people that I learned from. 
And that's what sort of inspired me to start my my first business. And uh, I suppose once you start, you know, your business, you really become a leader by default. <laughs> uh, and so um, that's, I'm guessing, what we're going to be, you know, talking about a bit about today, and and how I've been able to grow and develop some of my skills around uh, leadership, and and of course, growing several businesses now. Yeah, tremendous. And I, and I love seeing your energy and I love seeing it on stage and when you're with people as well. It's it's really great and it's fantastic to see. So you just mentioned about leadership. So how did you get into leadership? Yes. Yeah, so um, I got into leadership, I suppose, you know, in school, I was, you know, quite, uh, you know, ambitious and was assertive and just proactive and, you know, was time efficient. And I just, I suppose that those natural sort of like qualities that you get as, as being an, an athlete, just kind of like, you know, we rise to the top. And so I was sports captain. I was, um, I was school vice captain as well. So I think that I started to show some leadership potential in school. But when I finished school and started my, my own a business a few months after, after finishing school, that's when I suppose, you know, I, I became a, a leader, obviously a small leader at the beginning because it all starts with leading yourself. So, yeah. and I was leading myself for a while, but then I had um, a couple of uh, partners that I was growing that business with as well. So I had to kind of like, you know, lead them and set uh, what is our you know game plan and our strategy and, and how are we going to execute, you know, on this and sort of who's doing what and making sure we're all in touch and communicating with each other. And then from there, you know, we started hiring staff to do certain things, um, con- you know, contractors and then part-time employees, then full-time employees as well. And then we also had uh, business partners in different places, uh, countries around the world as well. So then it was dealing with our kind of goals and their goals. And sometimes we had cultural issues that we need to sort of uh, deal with as well. So I suppose, you know, from there, my leadership skills started to, to grow now I've run probably seven or eight different companies over the last 20 years and have had a team of up to 40 employees at a certain period of time. So um, yeah, that provides you with uh, some definitely some challenges and it certainly tests you. You've got the, the aspects of you know, running the business from sales and marketing and, and um, technology and efficiency and websites and social media. And then you've got this thing called you know, leadership that you've got to go, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm, I'm a leader. Because sometimes you can get so kind of like focused on, on the doing part of your business. It's like, you know, don't talk to me because I'm really focused. But then it's like, oh, <laughs> I've got these people now that are looking to me. And, and sometimes you forget that you, you know, you're on show every single day. And it's like, okay, yes, I, you know, I need to stop. I need to listen. I need to talk. I need to communicate. I need to connect with people because um, sometimes we can just be so focused that we you know, forget about the, uh, the people side of the, of the business, which is really important. Yeah, and for a lot of leaders, I think they fall into leadership by mistake because the thing is that they were the subject matter expert, really good at what they're doing, and then they're looking for a person to do it. But then they forget about that leadership piece because they just love what they do and they want to go and do that on a daily basis. But it's really important as well. And I've got a question for you because you actually mentioned before about the importance of having a coach. So as a leader, why is it important to have a coach? Yeah, there's, look, there's a lot of reasons why you'd want to have a coach. You know, fundamentally, there's two ways to do anything in life. One is through trial and error based on your own kind of experience. And if you want to do that, you can. The problem is, you know, uh, making mistakes is expensive and, you know, experience takes a lot of time. And sometimes it can take you 5, 10 or 20 years in order to get to where you want to go because you've probably, you know, gone a whole lot of swings and roundabouts. But there is a direct path from someone that's been there that's done that, that's made all those mistakes. And rather than doing things through trial and error, they're giving you a formula, a recipe, a program, you know, to follow. And if you follow those steps, then the results are predictable. And so uh, that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons. But then, of course, there's the awareness piece in terms of that oftentimes, you know, you can't solve your current problems with the same mind that created them. 
basically to simplify that, the instructions of how to get out, out of the box are on the outside and you're inside. And so you need someone else to basically see what you can't see to um, help you to to get out of where you are. Uh, and then, of course, there's the accountability. Sometimes we know what we need to do, but we don't actually follow through on that. And so having someone that says, hey, you said you were going to do this and you haven't, you know, why not? And what are you going to do differently? And, and, you know, do you want to keep repeating the same pattern of falling short or do you want to basically get this thing done? So there's a whole bunch of reasons, you know, why having a coach can really make a massive difference to your performance in, in, in every area of your life. Dale, you and I, we've met leaders around the world over the years. And the question I'm going to ask you is, because I'm sure you may have several, but I'm just going to ask you to select one. Who's your favorite leader? Now, this person can be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? A lot of uh, people that come to mind, the person that I just associate with just every time I think about leadership, you know, I, I think of John Maxwell, who I know you're a big fan of uh, as, as well. For me, he just, uh, you know, just is the epitome of leadership and a leadership expert and someone that's dedicated, you know, basically, yeah, 50 years of his life to uh, to the pursuit of uh, becoming a great leader and then, more importantly, training up other people to to become great leaders in their own right. So have huge respect for him and the work that he does and continues to, uh, to do. I was just on a class with him a couple of uh, weeks ago that he did a virtual summit, which is incredible. So love you know, his, his whole mission. I also look at other leaders as well, two of the other places where you find really amazing people is one from in for churches or any sort of religious leaders, but also in terms of uh, another area would be in uh, network marketing. And the reason why is because both of these places, they're what's called like a volunteer army. No one has to, you know, go to church and, or no one has to do something if you're in you know, network marketing or direct sales. Everything's through through choice and everything is not like in, in, in the in a corporate world, in the normal kind of business world, you have to do this because I'm paying you. And if you're not, you're fired. And that's kind of basically how things work. So people basically have to do what you say. And if not, the only choice is for them to leave. But rather than getting people to do things because they have to, really what we should all inspire to do is to become a leader that uh, has their their people do things because they want to. They want to do things. They want to be engaged. They want to be on this journey with you. They want to perform at their best. You know, you only have to look at the stats to see, you know, how many people, I think it's like something like, you know, 65% of the workforce is disengaged, you know, in what they are doing. And so what we really want is we want to to have more people that are engaged, you know, in what we are doing in our lives. And so there's lots of great leaders, you know, in those realms that I've seen, you know, over the years. Um, there's a, a church that I belong to uh, with a guy called Pastor Phil Pringle, who I've you know seen do some amazing things as well. Then in the network marketing world, there's a lady called Glenda Leonard, who's been a leader and a mentor for, for me, who I know we both know as well. But then in terms of you know big business, there's obviously heaps of amazing CEOs and leaders out there, all sorts of different companies. And then, of course, in the sort of small to medium-sized uh, business, there's uh, there's also amazing leaders as well, sometimes the unsung heroes that might be running an amazing you know, cafe or amazing music school or, or just really running a great gym and they're leading and inspiring and motivating people every day. So I think that there are great leaders everywhere. You know, we should all just try and look at the people that inspire us and going, mm, what's one thing that they're, they're doing that I can incorporate into the way that I lead people as well? Yeah, that's very powerful. If you take that one thing and implement it for yourself, that can you know, be life-changing for you, your organization, your team. 
Yeah, because sometimes as well, even though most of the time I have good energy, sometimes, you know, my, my energy levels can drop and then I'll meet mm. someone and they'll go, wow, love that person's energy. It's like, okay, I'm going to remind myself, oh, I really love how that person's such a, so, so, so present, you know, yep. they were just there. I was like the only person in the room. It's like, geez, I, I need to work on that a little bit more myself because I can feel my mind wandering. Or this person was just really such, such a great listener. So these are the things that we need to learn and constantly, even though we sort of know these things, in the kind of constant, you know, world of, you know, where there's lots of different competing priorities and lots of sort of challenges, we can kind of forget things or, and we just need to be reminded of them. And so learning from everyone is really key. Yeah, that's a great segue into my next question because the show is called Leadership is Changing, of course. And uh, when I mentioned that, that term or that statement or that name of the podcast, what does that mean for you? Yeah, look, I think that, uh, you know, overall we're moving from a position of uh, whereby most type of leadership was really, you know, authority style sort of like, you know, leadership. You needed to do what you're, you're told because, you know, otherwise you'd sort of like lose your job. But with employment being, the employment rates being, you know, historically lows, so now it's a little bit kind of like higher, but we'll return to the point soon whereby people have choice, they have more choice than ever before choice and also financial security you know we're wealthier than we ever have been as a you know as a society and so therefore you know in the past you had to do what you had to do to survive but now people are just like saying well if you don't inspire me especially younger people as well if you don't inspire me then i'll just go work for someone else that does so making sure that you i think it's it's really important to make sure you're developing your leadership skills because people have more choice about who they follow and there's now millions of uh, experts that they can access online so you're not competing with just people in your kind of area you're competing with you know, people all around the world now mm. so it's important i think and to really step up your leadership skills and basically become someone that's worth following someone that is worthwhile that people want to work for and it's not a thing because they have to it's because they are really engaged with uh, you know who you are the impact that you're having and they want to play a, an important role in making that happen yeah and i think that's why it's important for things like biversity and something like that right because a lot of leaders do sort of tend to sort of sit back and wait for others to actually develop them and, and i'm going to encourage people not to do that they need to go out and do that themselves but go and find the right platforms the right areas to go and learn from because I think it's really important. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Hey, Dale, how has your business or industry changed and what demand has that put on you or your leadership team? Yeah, so for me, my whole business has changed in terms of events. Each year we'd run about 60 in-person events every single year. And uh, when COVID kind of like hit, all of our events needed to uh, change. And uh, so we've had to transition all of our in-person events to being online experiences. So that was definitely a challenge uh, for us to make that shift and to try and maintain you know, very high standards of excellence with regards to um, in-person events. How do we replicate that online? But it's now meant that it's now e easier for people to uh, to work with us because mm -hmm. they don't have the hassle of flights, accommodation and travel and, and time being away from their, their family and their, their, their businesses. And so as a result of that, we've uh, now started to take on clients from, uh, from other parts of the world, which we never were able to before. So I think where there is a you know, crisis like this, in fact, the, you know, the word crisis, it may have, people may have heard of this before, if in the Chinese language, it's made up by two characters and one character, you know, means uh, threat and there is a threat when there's a crisis, you have to be kind of like, you know, you have to be careful. But also the other character is, is the word opportunity. When there's a crisis, 
there is threats and you need to be careful of those, but there's also lots of opportunity and a lot of people just can't see the opportunity. And I remember someone saying once opportunities are never missed, they're just picked up by others. And so um, make sure that you want to be seeing the opportunity in the challenge, in the crisis, how it's going to make you and your organization better and stronger and in a position where you can find what is the the gold in, in the challenges that we're all facing right now. Yeah, nice. And part of what you said earlier on about being present is one thing to actually pick up on those opportunities and being aware of what's going on around you for sure. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Hey, if there was one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what would it be? You know, I think it would be really just just around leaders becoming more sort of like self-aware. Mm. Awareness, I think, is is really important. And that's just awareness is simply a matter of understanding, you know, the impact that your actions have and sometimes we just we act out of just instincts but we don't really realize the fact that everything kind of like has a follow-on effect and if I'm going to throw a pebble into a pond it's going to create ripples and those ripples are then going to affect other people you know so um, if you come into the office you know and you're you're stressed about something that's happening you know in your, your personal life or whatever then you just got to understand a lot of people aren't aware and they just go, why is this person, you know, not doing this? And why is this person not doing that? Well, it's maybe because of, you know, how you showed up or, or how you approach this meeting or whatever. So what we got to sort of all realize is that our actions have meaning and uh, we want to be kind of conscious of the good and also conscious of the bad because it's not saying you have to be perfect. No one is ever going to be perfect. But mm-hmm. if you make a, a mistake, you know, and I'll give you a, a little bit of a personal, you know, personal example. Right. And this is from my business, but for my home life, you know, my son did something on the weekend that wasn't really good. And I said to him, I'm really disappointed, Finn. I'm really disappointed in you. And I had this whole conversation with him. I was driving to the office and I thought, you know what? I don't want my son to grow up feeling that he's a disappointment and that I'm disappointed in him and you know and he's, he's 13 years of age so this is an important kind of you know years that you know he could go off the rails and things like that and so I, I got home that night and I said Finn I really want to apologize to you because I said I was disappointed you know in you I'm not disappointed in you I'm really really proud of you you're an amazing kid and you're doing really incredible things but you did you know make a mistake and it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, but just as long as you learn from them and don't make the same mistakes again. So can we work on this and can we try to make sure this never happens again and we can learn from it? He says, yes, we can. And I could just see that he was just, he's let out this, you know, kind of put his arms around me, gave him a big hug. And this is like this pressure that he'd been carrying or this, you know, of feeling like he's a failure and a disappointment mm-hmm. and, you know, was just sort of taken away. And that was just becoming aware of of the fact that, you know, and, and again, we're not perfect. And as leaders, we're going to make mistakes. And we're going to say stupid things sometimes. Or, But it's just like you need to be perceptive of this stuff and you need to be thinking about it afterwards. And if something is kind of not right, think about, okay, how could I have maybe contributed to this? And how can I now, now that I'm self-aware of this, how can I now you know, address this issue and, and how can we come up with a, a different outcome? Oh, what a beautiful uh, example. I mean, it's fantastic. And uh, 13 years of age, I can't believe he's already 13. I remember yeah. when he was born. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing. But um, yeah, just a great way to, to do it. But good on you for actually taking stock and reflecting and thinking about, no, actually, maybe I could have done that a little bit differently as well. And then the credit to you as well for going and doing it. As you were telling me that story, I could hear the relief in him being released, and uh, mm. uh, which is really good. Hey, 
Before you talked about employees and people, if they don't get the real strong leader, they might leave. How are employees' expectations of leaders changed of late? In terms of what people are expecting, I think what, what people are really expecting, these are just a, f- a few ideas that I came up with. Um, and so I put them into a little acronym here, which is called LEAD, which is the whole kind of thing. How do we become better at leading people? So the first one is, I suppose, listening. A lot of what people are really wanting now, they want to be heard. They want to matter. They want to contribute. They just, they know. And so you don't have to take on everything that they say, but, you know, they just want to be kind of like heard. So once a month minimum, you know, meet up with every one of your direct reports or your employees and just say, hey, I'd love to just ask you some questions in terms of what's on your mind. What can we do better? How can we improve our work environment? What's one thing that you've heard from customers that we're not doing that we should be doing? And just give people an opportunity to speak because everyone basically wants to, uh, to, to to matter and wants to be heard and wants to feel like they're a part of something. Mm. And so uh, I think listening is definitely really important. Next one is E for, for energy. You know, someone said where there's no energy, there's no audience. <laughs> if you want to, to um, be... Um, and this is the what like we, we've learned a lot like in the last uh, four years from 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 uh, Donald Trump, right? And then we could yeah. write a whole book on all of his failings as a as a leader. But one of the things that no one can deny is that he's entertaining, just even just to watch whether you agree with what he's saying or not. Like you know, the fact that he shows up and he's for a guy his age and he's kind of dancing on stage and he's doing these two-hour presentations and you know even even if he's on the golf course he's doing something he's out he's ta- you know he's taking action he's you know he's probably earned the right he's got the money to retire and never have to you know work a day in his life if he doesn't want to but he's you know the fact that he's still doing what he's doing at his age that's one thing out of the hundreds of things we can criticize him for that's one thing that we can say you know he definitely draws a crowd and he's got great uh, great energy and i think that you know now with uh, this netflix generation that we now kind of have as well as a leader what are you doing to entertain you know your your people what are you doing to bring energy to what you do you know how how can you make things fun um how can you how can you make your environment exciting you don't have to do it all the time but if you're not exciting people uh, entertaining people in some way bring your energy to what you do and getting them to bring their energy to the things as well whether that be doing like a you know, a fancy Friday where you might, you know, tell people, hey, dress up, you know, in whatever, in your pajamas, doesn't really matter. Or let's kind of like go out and let's uh, play some some, uh, some tennis or let's kind of like just go out for, for something, just, just trying to bring the energy. The next one is A for attitude. And I definitely think that um, now just having a positive, optimistic, you know, attitude um, to things, you know, showing, not just saying it, but believing it as well. The future is going to be a lot brighter, you know, than, than, than the present and we're moving forward and we're making changes and we're growing and we're learning. And um, so, and being able to reframe, you know, the situation and how do we kind of find the positive in, in what, we, uh, what, what we're doing. And the last one, uh, D, is, is drive. And I think as as leaders, one of the things that there's been lots of different you know, studies on performance and um, one of the big factors to helping organizations increase their performance is creating a sense of urgency. Mm. But as a leader, you know, you've got to create a sense of urgency around, you know, around things. If not, then things just take too long. The market's too competitive now. If it takes too long then um, then someone else will beat you to it. So making sure that you have that drive, that sense of urgency, come on, we can do this, let's, let's focus. 
that whole idea of work hard, you know, play hard as well. Let's get this done by Thursday. If we can, we're going to do something really fun. So um, having that drive, they're just a few things I think are really important for those reasons that I've said around listening, you know, is, is, is key. People want to be heard, energy, you know, they, they want to be in, in inspired and entertained. Uh, attitude, you know, people, there's enough negativity in the outside world. There's enough negativity on TV. If people are going to come to work and feel like crap, then, you know, how can you really expect them to want to stay? And then drive. Come on, guys, let's do it. Let's create this sense of urgency. Let's get this thing done. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. So lead and listeners, Dale's just sharing you about that. And if you uh, haven't captured notes yet, you've got to capture those notes. They are awesome. So fantastic. Hey, Dale, um, what makes, you know, because we're living in a, a fast, ever-changing world, right? It's just always happening, a lot of change. What makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? Yeah, I think that you know, they're the same ideas that I was talking about as well, like around the, the listening, energy, attitude, drive. I think they're important. But other things, I think people want to be inspired, so inspire me is important. I think I've spoken about that. But another one is, uh, is the kind of word grow me. A lot of people, they want to get better and they want to grow. They want to learn. And if they're not learning, they're not growing, they're dying and their performance is going to suffer. So I think that you need to be, you know, looking at your, how, how are you growing? If you, depending on what organization you're in, every large one, how do you grow your entire, you know, people? So maybe that is training or maybe that's, you know, an education sort of like piece in there. Or if, if you're able to um, have more customized uh, training for certain individuals and there's great courses that, uh, the subscriptions that you can kind of get for your staff now where if they want to get better, you know, at communication or that public speaking or they want to get better at certain things, it's just like, you know, saying to your, your staff, you know, what's one thing that you want to get work on this month and how do you want to improve? How do you want to get better? If you're not making your your people um, better, then your organization is, uh, you know, is, is kind of becoming stale. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So uh, there's really no um, in, in between. And then the other thing as well, um, this is an, uh, another thing that, that I've, I've struggled with but kind of had to learn. And that's this, you know, kind of whole idea of encouragement and catching people doing things right, you know, and the kind of reason why it's a hard one for me is I come from a sporting background and, and how gymnastics works as a sport is that, you know, you are judged like on how close you are to perfection and everything, everything in the sport is pointing out faults, right. you know, so your toes weren't pointed, your fingers weren't, weren't, uh, you know, together, your head was too far, far, far back, your body was arched, your knees were bent, like everything is about pulling out faults. And so for me, it's kind of like normal. I went through my whole sporting career with my coach telling me all the things I was doing wrong every single day. So in business, I would just point out all the things that people were doing wrong yeah. every single day and uh, people were just like, you know, getting the shits um, <laughs> because I wasn't very inspiring. And I'm like, well, you know, you've got to improve your stuff. You've got to get better. And what I've kind of realized now is it's got to be a three-to-one ratio, you know, so it's okay to give feedback and, and okay to point out where people can improve. But if you're not giving three positives to one negative, then you know, you're just not uh, encouraging people enough. So when you see something, even the smallest thing that someone someone's, uh, has done, hey, your hair looks great today. Even that's like a good sort of like uh, start. Or I love your clean desk. looks fantastic, you know. Uh, or, hey, I really love how, you know, it's great to see you. Thanks for being on time today to the, to the meeting. Nice work. 
just anything like that. Thanks for putting dishes away. Because <laughs> whatever someone gets praised for is something they're going to want to do again and again. Yep. And so it's like, wow, he noticed my desk was very clean. From now on, my desk is going to be clean. Or he noticed that I put the dishes away. So I'm going to always make sure that I do that uh, as well. And so, and if everyone heard, you know, thanks for being on, on time. It's great to say, I love the fact that you're always on time to these meetings. Everyone else is going to go, oh, shit, you know, I'm now going to be on time as well. So I could get sort of that praise. Yes. So we're not doing that enough as leaders. We're not looking for things that we can praise people for and encouragement and praise. At the end of the day, everyone's walking, you know, around with a sign on their head, just saying, make me feel good today. Like, just like, you know, uh, inspire, yeah, just inspire me, encourage me. And, and people just really, you know, thrive on that encouragement. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. And, um, you know, catch people doing the right things or doing things right. So, yeah, fantastic. Hey, Dale, um, the question I've got here for you now is for you to get your crystal ball out and start thinking about the future here. Where, where do you see leadership being in the, over the next five years? Yeah, I think it's the, the trend of, is, is going to sort of like continue. Again, as people are becoming uh, wealthier and as, pe- as now geography is not uh, so much of an option, like, you know, I, I can only work for, for, for the people that are in my city. You know, now, you know, like so many people putting up job ads and say, I don't care where you are. You could be anywhere in the country. You could be anywhere in the world. If you're good, you're good. And, uh, you know, and so now there's a lot of companies in America that are hiring people in Australia and New Zealand and, you know, in other parts of the the world. So I, I think now, it's just more important than ever for people to be working on their leadership uh, skills because uh, there's just there's, there's more sort of like choice that, that people have in terms of who they choose to uh, to, to, to work for. And uh, especially a lot of uh, younger people today are just a lot more kind of consciously aware of what is a good leader. In the past, if that was my leader, then that was that was it. I just have to basically, it was like the military, right? It just was like, that, that's who I follow, whether I like them or not, whether they're a kind person or not, whether they're, you know, whether they're a bully or not. It, it doesn't really matter. In the past, you don't have a choice. You don't have a say. But now we all have choice and we all have say and we can leave at any time and we can you know, we, we can uh, give feedback like on Facebook and Twitter and wherever we want instantly. And so um, I think that, that that's why it's, you know, it's really important to try and become a leader that's worth following and, uh, and try to do your best to um, be so good that people want to stay for, for a long time. Brilliant. Fantastic stuff that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Hey, if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where should they go? You can go to my personal website. So just Google me. Uh, Dale Beaumont is my name. First website you'll come across is dalebeaumont.com. So once you go there, you can see there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do, mainly to help business owners uh, to grow their their businesses. Uh, and uh, you can start by downloading. There's a free marketing checklist that we have on the website. So that'll get you subscribed to our emails as well. And we'll tell you about all the stuff that we're doing. We run a free three-hour business workshop called 52 Ways, where I teach 52 different strategies for growing your business. And uh, then there's also other programs that we have as well that can uh, that can help you. But yeah, just go along to dalebeaumont.com. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Awesome. Thank you, Dale. Great to have you on the show with us today. Thanks so much, Dennis. Thank you. So what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown, the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, if you download the episodes as they've been released, have a listen, share them with your friends, put a rating, a review. If there's any questions you have for me about the show or anything you'd like to give me feedback on the show, 
or if there's a question for the Ask Dennis freestyle episode that I do once a week, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. All right, listeners, great to have you on the show. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.